from Panthers training camp at Wofford College in Spartanburg. It's CSL, Charlotte Sports Live. You are looking at the campus of Wofford College in Spartanburg, South Carolina. The summer home of the Carolina Panthers and, of course, Charlotte Sports Live, the home of your Panthers. Training camp officially underway, almost, here at Gibbs <laughs> yeah. Stadium alongside Carla Gebhardt. I'm Will Kunkel, and we were talking earlier about, I don't know if I feel like we never left here or if it's good to be back and it's been a long time. I still don't know how to answer that question. It feels <laughs> like we're picking up right where we left off, except everything's different, right? New coaching staff, new players, and, of course, the rookies, they got here over the weekend. The vets, they get here tomorrow. Camp is officially going to start on Wednesday, and usually for training camp, you know, we've got all of our people, our team kind of around here. But for tonight, maybe for one night only, we have everybody here in our show tonight. We've got Grace Girl, Gabe McDonald back in our Charlotte studios. And then Michael said he's going to bring us a story tonight as well for the fans. With that being said, you already mentioned it. The vets, they show up tomorrow. That's what we are excited for because that's when you get some weird storylines, who shows up with what, et cetera, et cetera. The Parade of the Panthers will drive their way to Jerry Richardson dorms on campus. Rookies arrived back on a Saturday, that being Bryce Young. You saw him, that's our exclusive video because we were here before anybody else to get that video. And Jonathan Mingo getting used to their new digs. They won't have long to adjust to the heat of the South Carolina heat though because the work starts soon after. That's right, and while tomorrow may just be about getting unpacked, the real work, that begins on Wednesday. Carolina has 12 practices on the schedule before preseason game number one against the Jets. 11 of them are right here at Wofford College. And of course, there's Fan Fest. That's back at Bank of America Stadium on August 2nd. And again, the veterans report tomorrow. And, and listen, we're going to see a lot of new faces come to camp tomorrow. Even some veteran guys that have been in the league for a long time. They're going to get their first taste of Spartanburg. You think of Adam Thielen and, of course, Miles Sanders. And that is why Grace Grill and Gabe McDonald join us now because, guys, you've got more on the new Panthers running back. Yeah, we do. Thanks, guys. Great to see you guys. We were out there last night. But right now we are back inside our Charlotte Sports Live studio. It is a new home and a new number for Miles Sanders, who signed a four-year deal with the Panthers back in March. Yeah, and it hasn't taken long for Sanders to get well acquainted in the Charlotte community. This weekend, he hosted a free youth football camp that saw over 400 kids register. Just one of the many ways the newest Panther wants to give back to his new home. Now, Sanders, he's fresh off his best season in the NFL. He was a key piece in the Eagles Super Bowl run by leading their rushing attack in 2022. Over 1,200 yards rushing and 11 touchdowns a season ago, which led to Sanders being named to his first Pro Bowl. And even with the success from last year, Sanders didn't spend much time off after the season wrapped up in early February, and he feels he is primed and ready to go for training camp. I spent my whole offseason um, getting ready for the camp, so uh, I'm working my tail off all offseason, not really doing too many, uh, you know, not doing too many trips, you know, uh, after OTAs. We had a longer OTA than everybody else, so um, I got straight to working out back uh, like I was doing right after the Super Bowl, so I didn't take no breaks off, really, and my body feels great. So let's compare the numbers from last year. Christian McCaffrey, who started as our RB1 before getting shipped out west, had 67 yards per game once he was traded. We had that three-headed attack of Deontay Foreman, Chuba Hubbard, and Raheem Blackshear. They had over 150 yards per game and 10 scores. And then you have Sanders, just shy of 75 yards a game, but he has a nose for that end zone with 11 touchdowns on the ground. But the big thing that we haven't seen in recent years from him, the receiving threat out of the backfield. Over 500 receiving yards his rookie year, 
those stats have declined. That's what I really want to see more of is him having an impact out of the backfield because I think if he can be more dynamic in the running and the passing game, it'll definitely bode well for this offense. Well, and this is the running back is what's always been the mainstay that we've been talking about yep. when it comes to offense in Carolina just because Christian McCaffrey has been here. Yep. But I'm interested to see what role they choose to play him in this offense right. because now I'm starting to think – are we going to see more of the tight end game be be Something more of a factor? Yesterday. Exactly. And I think, too, it's going to be last year, obviously, we saw them by committee. I think, obviously, he kind of has that RB1 role solidified. But they do have some solid guys. Raheem Blackshear had a pretty solid end to the season. And even Chuba Hubbard, too. So I think we'll see a lot of those guys in the mix. And this is a big camp for those guys, too, if they want to, you know, really earn their keep this season in this offense. But I definitely, if Miles Sanders can be much more dynamic, in the receiving game, which I think he will with the way this offense is going to be set up. Obviously, time will tell, but, I mean, just the mindset he has, he's clearly, to me, I say the biggest signing that they've had this offseason. Yeah, and, and if anything, like, again, we haven't seen what this offensive scheme is going to look like, per se, with all the new pieces, but if anything, it makes the Panthers multiple. For sure. So that's the biggest thing that we're, we're looking at. So, Miles, he's ready to report tomorrow. The question now is, are the fans? We're going to send it back out now to Will and Carla, who's got more on that. All right, thanks, guys. And, you know, of course, they're talking about Miles Sanders. I think that's the biggest thing uh, about fan excitement, though, going into this week, though, is you really just don't know what to expect with any of these players because it's, it's all new. It's new for a lot of people. I think we're going to see a lot of new fans down here because there's new hope. It's not Sam Darnold for a second year in a row. No disrespect to Sam right. or Matt Rule or even Christian McCaffrey. It's all these new players, all this new philosophy. So when they come into town, they're going to have to figure things out. I don't know about you, but when I got to town, I knew exactly where yep. to go. I know exactly how to get to I went. I walked in the hotel, <laughs> the and I was like, do I even have to check in? I was like, yep, back this year. I'm here. <laughs> like, we got our photographers out here, the guys that set everything up, Randy and Stuart. Shout out to you guys. They got their coffee, their coolers, two coolers. They yes. got their snacks. They know everything. That's not the case for everyone. So if you need to know some things, here's Mike Lissette. All right, look, I get it. Panthers training camp. If you live in Charlotte, it's an hour and a half away. It's a long way. You're debating about whether or not you want to go. You should go. And if you've never been before, you're driving with the right guy because I'm going to tell you everything you need to know. It all started at Wofford in 1995. That's when the Panthers hit town for the first time with a guy named Frank Reich as their backup quarterback. That guy, of course, now is their first-year head coach. He's trying to get the franchise back to the playoffs for the first time in six years. Once you're on campus, staff members will direct you to a parking lot and a parking spot. Once you're settled, you're good to go. He's headed for the end zone. Touchdown. Speaking of being good to go, there's also a new star running back on the roster. After a couple of injury-riddled seasons, Miles Sanders turned a breakout year in Philly into a brand-new contract with Carolina. With a seasoned offensive line blocking for him, you might find yourself at the merchandise stand this week buying one of his jerseys. Now, past the Port of John's is the entrance. Tickets here are free, but they want you to get them in advance, and you can do that by going to Ticketmaster.com. And once you find yourself on the hill that overlooks the practice fields, you might want to check out the defense. Jero Avero is now in charge, and he is changing things up big time. The 4-3 formation is gone. The 3-4 is here to stay, and that means new spots in the field for a number of key players. All right, here's another cool spot to be. It's right off to the side. If you come here before practice, you can watch the players up close as they take the field. If you come here afterwards, you might be lucky enough to get an autograph. I should advise you that competition will be fierce to get the John Hancock of the Panthers' number one pick. 
That would be quarterback Bryce Young. He hasn't been named the starter just yet, but he has been working with the ones since the end of spring camp. At 5'10", his size has been questioned ever since he arrived in the Queen City. However, now he might be packing on a few more pounds thanks to the help of a team nutritionist. All right, so I think you guys are ready to go. Now, if you do come to camp and you see me, make sure to say hello, but not to Will, because sometimes the guy gets a little cranky. That, my, oh, wow, shot oh, fired. Shot. This guy's in bed, tuckered out. It's <laughs> 11 p.m. already. Mike, how dare you? Awesome story per usual, though. Yeah. And it, it's cool to see, having been here now for almost five years or six years now, whatever it is, <laughs> Not much has changed, and that's cool from yeah. the standpoint of tradition because it's a great place to have training camp, and there's so few teams in the NFL today that actually have a training camp like this because they usually just have it at their facility now. Yeah, that's it's almost uh, yeah a, a, not a commonality for them no. to, to be off and away, and I think that can be a good thing depending on how you use it. And, and you mentioned earlier today Christian McCaffrey always kind of mentioned getting away and focusing on football, and that's certainly what we're going to see this week. No wives, no kids, no girlfriends, <laughs> no nothing. Just you, the boys, and football. Let's switch gears now to college basketball because we got a huge one on the horizon between UNC. Oh, this is the college game day we got coming up here. They're coming to town for this huge one. It's North Carolina and South Carolina. That game will be played at Bank of America Stadium on September 2nd. Kickoff scheduled 7.30 p.m. Game day will be live from Amir Bearden Park in Uptown starting at 9 a.m. No mayo bats this time, please. Uh, sure there will be. And we're going to have the Battle of the Carolinas, but we're also going to see the Battle of the Blue Bloods in Chapel Hill. Today, North Carolina and Kansas men's basketball announced a home-and-home -home series for the 2024 and 2025-26 seasons. The Tar Heels will travel to Lawrence on November 8th, 2024, and then Kansas will make its first ever trip to Chapel Hill. That'll be on November 25th, 2025. The two programs have met a total of 12 times with Kansas winning the past four meetings, including the most recent matchup. That was the 2022 national title game. Need more of these home and home matchups. No more yes. than neutral sites at like Mass Square Garden. No, go to UNC, go to KU. I love it. So those are the battles happening on home soil though. But on foreign soil, it's a rematch of the 2019 World Cup. And instead of seeing red, our women are seeing orange. More details coming up. And the NFL has seen everything from hot air balloons to Brinks trucks arriving at training camp. What could some of the Panthers show up in tomorrow? We're going to discuss that. You know, there's an age-old age -old phrase that says, what goes up must come down. Well, Panthers facility in Rock Hill never really went up, but it's coming down. More CSL from Spartanburg after the break. See you in two minutes. Night two inside Wofford College, inside Gibbs Stadium for Charlotte Sports Live. We're the only ones here. We're the only ones here always because we do the best and we do the biggest. But we're getting some company tomorrow. When the rest of the team arrives, more on that in just a second. Can't wait because then we'll have some company. Yeah, we've got to jump on that camp, and so do the New York Jets. They've actually been at camp since last week. Then again, they've got the HBO Hard Knock show following, following them around, which, of course, we expect to see a fair amount of Panthers on as well since they're going to be here next weekend, August 8th and 9th. We'll see those joint practices with gangrene before the first preseason game at Bank of America Stadium on August 12th. But tomorrow, 
It's going to be a fun morning. All the players arrive, and it's kind of like the red carpet meets TMZ. We get to kind of pull these players to the side, ask them what they brought to camp. And, and I'm always interested because I feel like we get to know which players are just a little bit more bougie, which ones <laughs> like to bring their comforters, their mattresses, all the things from home. Try to think. I saw Austin Corbett's room. He sent a picture out, and yeah. it was he had a big old TV. Didn't have much in there. Linemen are very simple. Yeah. DJ Moore used to always bring tubs of candy <laughs> not chocolate but like candy type oh, stuff chris mccaffrey with the foot massages candles ca ca yes that's what it was <laughs> i was candles. trying to think what it was yeah. yes last year it was candles for him but we haven't had like crazy stuff here typically right i wish we did i mean james harrison once showed up in a with a fire truck at one training camp we could use some more excitement so everybody that's at home <laughs> watching coming up here try to figure something out we're excited for everybody to get here tomorrow, but those rides that come, those are always fun too, whether it be a scooter that's Shaq Thompson. Uh, I remember last year there was a handful of scooter bikes, but right. like, you got hoverboards with Christian McCaffrey, Peanut Tillman had some fun stuff. There's Jeremy Chin coming in. In 2015, his main prop was tinfoil so he could block out the sun. That was Peanut Tillman. And then 21, Denzel Perryman, while well, he brought a newly acquired speeding ticket, and then, a, well, <laughs> this is what he had to say afterwards. I do. Actually, I do need it. I do need it. It's 350, and it's like six points on my uh, my license. Oh boy! So remember this. This was Rock Hill. Heck, it still is Rock Hill. It just has no nothing to do with the Panthers anymore. What's left of what they started to build is getting torn down. Tomorrow, Rock Hill officials say crews are planning for at least two blasts tomorrow, one at 10 a.m., another at 3 p.m. Another could follow before dark or be moved until Wednesday. Just depends on the timing of the day. Panthers owner David Tepper stopped the work on the $880 million facility early last year after a disagreement with Rock Hill officials. Tepper's real estate company filed for bankruptcy and reached settlements with local governments problems we don't have Carla that's right and I'm sure we're gonna have video of that tomorrow right I would hope so demolition video cool. that's the best all right well who will be this year's training camp breakout star it could be a new kid that all the eyes are on that is Bryce Young or maybe it's someone that we're not even expecting we're gonna discuss that next when quick six comes up on the same day the Panthers report to camp, the women of the U.S. national soccer team are looking to take down the Dutch. In the 2019 World Cup final rematch, the Netherlands look to avenge its loss and take full control of Group E from the Americans on Wednesday. Both teams winning its opening matches, and whoever takes Wednesday's match is most likely to win the group. Yeah, Naomi Gurma is part of that rebuilt back line that will try to shut them down, but she almost didn't play for the Americans as she could have played for Ethiopia. Jenny Taft has more on her journey to the World Cup. U.S. head coach Vladko Andonovsky praised defender Naomi Gurma's World Cup debut and complimented her steady presence on the back line. And earlier today, I asked the first-generation Ethiopian-American about her incredible journey to get to a World Cup. It's been really incredible 
to, you know, start playing very grassroots in San Jose and now be playing here at the World Cup representing the United States. It feels a little surreal sometimes, but, you know, there was a lot in between that um, happened for me to get here. And I've just had so much support from my family who's here and a lot of teammates and um, just friends who've, who've been with me along the ride. So, yeah, it feels like a pretty special moment now to be here. I also asked Naomi Gurma about Sophia Smith, her World Cup debut, two goals, one assist, and Gurma said this about her best friend. She is a force on the field. She showed the world what she is capable of, and the sky is the limit. This is just the beginning. All right, well, it is time now for the most informative two minutes of all of sports. It's Quick Six, and we've got it covered in two states tonight. Gabe is with me here in our Charlotte studio, Will and Carla, down in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Uh, we're not going to waste any time. Just give us two minutes on that clock. Gabe, you're closest to me, so I will start with you. Name a Panthers player who could have a breakout training camp. Got to look at, it. obviously, Terrace Marshall Jr. He needs to have a breakout camp. Obviously, last year in the receiver room, we saw Shai Smith have a big camp, and that translated to him getting a bigger role in the season. I think this year, make or break for Terrace Marshall Jr. Needs to have a big camp, and I think he will. All right, Carla, four linemen, two defensive, two offensive, including Austin Corbett, will start the season on the pup list. Who needs to step up the most on each side of the ball? I think a lot of people could really step no. up. I mean, I think you look at a lot of the, the guys that back up the starters, or at least those that are listed as the starters, Bravion Roy on the defensive side. You look at Cade Mays um, on the on the offensive side. And then even, I mean, honestly, outside of Iki Aquanu, there's not really a lot of people that we're familiar with to back him up. So, yeah, a lot of people. All right, Will, we are asking you to guess the percentage of how many snaps Matt Corral will have in preseason games. I'd say somewhere around 40% because I think Andy Dalton's seen everything he needs to see in the NFL. Bryce Young, they're going to protect him, keep him safe, but he'll take a handful in probably week two, and then the rest is going to go to Matt because they really want to build up his, uh, his worth so they can trade him. It's just my speculation. All right, Gabe, ACC Media Days begin tomorrow in Charlotte. Who is your dark horse to win the conference? I'd probably have to go to with a team like Louisville. Had a really strong end to the season last year, beating Cincinnati, finished 8-5. And the best part this year, they avoid Clemson, Florida State, and North Carolina in the regular season. That's a recipe to have a big year. I think they could possibly pull it off and win the ACC. All right, Carla, does Brandon Miller start one game, game one for the Hornets? I know it was a different coach, but they didn't start LaMelo when he first came into the league. I don't think they're going to start him right away. But, I, I mean, I see him eventually getting getting the nod, at least in that first season. He better eventually. Yeah. All right, well, yeah. real, real quick, if you could change one thing about training camp, what would it be? Like concession stands and alcohol. Make this place a party. Let's get after it. Let's get weird. And let's have some fun. Oh, boy. All right. Well, I don't know how weird we're allowed to get on here, so we'll leave it at that. All right. Denny Hamlin won at Pocono this past weekend, and we will tell you why it was crown worthy when we come back here on Charlotte Sports Live. Training camp doesn't officially start practice until Wednesday. Tomorrow is move-in day, though, and coverage starts right here on Fox Charlotte on Queen City News now with Mike Lissette, 7 a.m., all that glitz, all that glamour everything your heart desires. See you then. As for now, it's time for the QC crown, and I'm going to go first tonight. I'm going to give mine to an old friend or someone that's still a friend, but it's an old familiar face with the Panthers, and that's Colin Thompson. Yeah. No longer back with the Panthers, unfortunately. Former tight end, but now 
He is signing a one-year deal with the Minnesota Vikings. Shout-out to you, Colin. Well-earned, well-deserved, a great dude to have on a team. Pretty awesome after spending three seasons here. Yeah, love to see that, of course. Going to miss him here in Carolina, yeah. but it's good to see him. I think he's a good fit for, for the Vikings, too. So be hopefully he can secure a spot at this training camp. All right, mine is going to Denny Hamlin, and I know this is a very controversial <laughs> crown because of the way that he won in P Pocono yesterday, wrecking his good buddy Kyle Larson. He said he didn't touch him. Um, the video uh, seems to say otherwise, but listen, anytime a, a driver gets to 50 race wins, I think you got to give them, them kudos at least for that. Do you have a problem with even if he did wreck them? I mean, there's tons of drivers in NASCAR history that have done just the same thing. It's what makes them them, and every sport needs a villain, and Denny Hamlin is the but villain. But the goal's to win by any means necessary, right? Yeah. Denny, do you, boo-boo, <laughs> do you! We'll see you guys tomorrow night.